NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You ready to check your feelings at the door? Check it out. Check it out. This is Am I Reister or Am I Wrong? We're bringing you facts and only the truth. Now, Am I Reister or Am I Wrong? Am I Reister or Am I Wrong? COVID shutdowns could be right around the corner again for sports. Is this the right thing to do and are the leagues handling it properly? Tyler Huntley, he was quarterback for the Ravens for the last two games. Dude looks fantastic. Now, would you trade him for Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, uh, Justin Fields, and Mac Jones? Tom Brady scores zero points. The Cardinals lose. And there are many, many TikTok threats going on out in the world. And it is scary, scary stuff. I'm George Reister. He's Ralph Amson. And this is Reister or Wrong, the intersection where sports, business, society, and pop culture meet the truth. Absolute fire on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Uh, Check your feelings at the door because no BS is allowed. We keep it 100 and you guys, make sure that you like the like it, leave a thumbs up, leave a five-star rating wherever you listen to podcasts, share it with a friend, and everything in between. And you guys can hit us up, 818-293-7547, shoot us a text message there, or you can shoot us an email, I'm at, I-M-M-A-D, at unafraidshow.com. So, we will get started with... Um, 
the COVID shutdowns. We have already seen five NBA games postponed. The NHL have games postponed. No cross-border travel for them. The NFL has now moved three games. The men's college basketball, a bunch of teams have had postponements. And, uh, And now we are in a situation where COVID is, Ralph Ralph described it as, everybody in the world everywhere has COVID. So, um, Ralph, are we headed back for shutdowns? I don't think so. Not like um, March, April 2020 level shutdowns, because I think that we understand for the most part what the virus is. We have all of these things in place, like vaccinations and boosters and masks and uh, different hygiene practices. And people understand social distancing now. And also you have the choice of whether or not to go. Some venues don't even let in unvaccinated people. Not that it's hard to forge a (laughs) two inch by four inch piece of paper. But like there, there are a lot of mitigating things put into place now to make sure that people are making um, educated decisions and taking an educated risk when they go out to restaurants or sporting events or anything else that they're doing in the holiday season. So I I don't think that we're in a position where we're going to see full on shutdowns. Some people who are a little bit more cynical might say that we can't afford to, um, that, that a lot of the decisions will be more economically driven. But I think that we're at the point where we know enough and this, uh, this new variant seems to be, um, fairly mild for people who have gone through, gotten uh, both vaccinations, gotten a booster. Um, but at the same time, it, it, it doesn't seem to be uh, slowing down the spread. This variant seems to be spreading like hot butter. And you're seeing a lot of people who are completely vaccinated contract COVID. And then you have people who I still can't even believe were 22 months into this. And people are like, but I thought the vaccine stopped. COVID like no no it prepares you to fight COVID so like the- okay so dude like I am of the opinion of this I think that and 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 tell me if you think I'm crazy I think that at this point people have so much COVID fatigue like yes a lot of people have known people who've died gotten very sick had serious consequences after There are people who know people who've had vaccine injuries, all of this stuff. So people are like, bro, I don't even know what to do. But people are going back to their normal lives. And I think that the combination of going back to your normal life without, you know, taking and just eliminating all of the careful steps that you were taking in life, plus it being very cold outside, which drives more people indoors, and obviously there's flu that like that it spreads similarly to how people get the flu in, in in terms of the like so many people get it because you're indoors it's cold outside people are touching doorknobs desks everything else so i think that those two things are the reasons why there's been such a huge spread and also the vaccine only works for like 6 months I mean, like that's that's all you're getting out of it. That's all your expectation should should be. And I know the conspiracy theorist in me as it relates to sports and as it relates to anything else. So this isn't just a life thing. I think that big pharma, I don't know, I don't know this to be a fact, but this is my own personal opinion. That 
that sometimes when it comes to drugs, instead of curing things, sometimes that they make they put band-aids on things to keep you um to keep you dependent on their drug. And I think that this is a financial racket for them, even though it is helpful. Maybe. I mean, I can't name a virus that we've cured. I don't think that's I don't I don't think that uh that we can I think once you got a virus, it's just sort of out there, right? Um, we we have ways to cure uh, other things. Uh, we have ways to combat other things. But once a virus is on the loose, you know, it stays mutating. It stays. Yeah, but you understand what I'm saying, though that 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 maybe there is something that could be done to further mitigate it. But it's very financial, and 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 maybe that's the conspiracy theorist in me on some level that. That it's just like, all right, cool. Like, this is a financial windfall for us, the biggest of all time. Like, we can keep this thing going for 10 years if necessary. Yeah, I don't know. I don't I don't like assigning individual. Like, it, it gets to that point where, where I think we're just, as a society, we just kind of grasp at straws for things that don't necessarily have an explanation. We don't know... We, we don't know about this virus. We don't. We we got some guesses as to where it came from and why. But once it's out there, it's going to keep moving around. It's going to keep mutating, and it really reflects more on the individual in in what they assign uh, to the people and how they deal with this virus um, than than the actual virus itself. Like if you can't cure a virus, then yeah. Like in 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 our economic system, it, there's going to be a financial windfall in trying to keep people prepared to battle it, just like there's a financial windfall in making weapons for self-defense, right? Just like there's a financial windfall in um, making clothes for people to purchase as styles change. There's always going to be some type of financial incentive, but the idea that the people that are working tirelessly to find some way to battle this are thinking of anything other than their own loved ones succumbing to a nasty respiratory disease. Um, I, I just don't, I don't see a ton of evidence for that quite yet. I think we're still in emergency mode um, when it comes to figuring out how to, how to combat this. And that's just the thing that I, I, I keep having these conversations with people and you really have to get to the bottom of what they, what they mean when they're talking about the same thing that you think you're talking about. I talked to a friend yesterday and they kept saying masks don't work. And I was like, what does that even mean? Like, of course it's a barrier. It's a barrier. If the virus travels in droplets blocking, it it wouldn't matter if it was a mask, wouldn't matter if it was a piece of paper, wouldn't matter if it was a piece of glass, like a barrier creates a lowered opportunity for droplets dude, to travel. Are, so I don't know what you're talking about. Are, dude, the, the masks don't work. People are, are idiots. Because well, but, that, but then what I, what I found out was they meant it doesn't stop the spread. They meant that like they were told that if you wear a mask, you won't get COVID. But no. people who are wearing masks are getting COVID. Therefore, masks don't work. You have to find out where people are coming from and what people are like where they're at yeah, because the now is, we're just having massive issues of connotation. Yes. Because like masks don't work if you don't wear them all the time. Cor- correct. Like, like people wear, wear masks when they are a lot of times where they are mandated to wear masks, but then they go to their friend's house. They go to dinner. They go to this and that like pl- places like you literally cannot wear a mask and eat. 
Like it's not physically possible. So the idea that masks don't work is silly. It's just a it's like like you said, it's a barrier. It lowers the opportunity for it, but then you re-raise the opportunity when you go do things. I mean, even even kissing your wife after after she has been at work all day or what or whatever your kids when they come from school or you doing what whatever it is. So anytime that you don't have your mask on, you are then exposing yourself to potentially COVID. So the idea that masks don't work There's other is, ways too, man. You could have a N95 mask on your face, pick somebody else's nose, then scratch your butthole. Like this is this is there's a bunch of different ways to contract COVID. I don't I don't know. I don't know what people are expecting. I don't know what made people believe that vaccines were a cure and not a preparation. Uh, I don't know what made people believe that dude, masks dude, the, would uh, stop flu the virus shot doesn't from stop the flu. <laughs> the uh, flu shot doesn't stop the flu. It stops you from getting super sick with it. But but well, shooting let's get jump back shots in your driveway, shooting your jump shots in your driveway for three hours a day doesn't mean that when the game's on the line, you're going to hit that shot at the buzzer. But it doesn't hurt. <laughs> it the preparation doesn't hurt. Chance. Correct. Right. So. Um, but okay, so each of these leagues is taking different stances. The NFL is going the complete wrong route, in my opinion. They are no longer testing, essentially, they're going to be spot testing, very strategically testing vaccinated players. And this is where a guy like Cole Beasley was 100% right. 100% right. He was like, yo, you're you're condemning all of us unvaccinated players, but you're sitting here letting these vaccinated players run around all willy nilly and they can spread the virus. So I, I and yeah, and that was never about that was never about stopping the virus. That was about guilting players who correct. had vaccine hesitancy into getting with the program. Yep. And 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 it, it sucks because like, I like there's stuff that Cole Beasley has said and done that make me want to shake him. Right. But like on this specific issue, he was right the entire time. See, and and here's the thing that people do that I want us to get away from is sometimes people discount a message because they don't like the messenger. Right. Sometimes somebody that you don't like drops a gem. They say something real freaking smart. And that doesn't mean that you agree with everything that they say or do. It just means that they said something smart about this. Dude, dude I found myself agree. I, it was funny. I was uh, talking to Ralph the other day and it was something that Matt Walsh said. I was like, damn, he's hundred percent right about that. <laughs> I mean, like I right. even, I mean, literally I've agreed with like, there's been a couple of things that I agreed with Donald Trump about that. I agreed with Candace Owens about because just because you, I think that you are wrong 90% of the time or 95% of the time, 5% of the time you can be right. Well, speaking of Donald John Trump, this is a guy that if he said that breathing is good, I definitely know a few people who would put their hand over their nose and mouth. Right. (laughs) I don't know where he was at, but he was having a conversation with Bill O'Reilly within the last couple of days, and he was pleading with his supporters 
to get with the program on vaccines and boosters. He still said that he's anti-mandate, but he's saying you got to take credit for the fact that like we were in charge uh, as far as like conservatives, big quotations, conservatives were in charge when the vaccine was developed. Take credit for it. Don't be ashamed of it. Take it like you, you should take it. And you should take the booster and you should take credit for the fact that like lives are being saved. These technological advances have saved countless lives. And he he just came out and said that he had uh, the booster and a couple of people in the oh. crowd gasped and booed here, like weird. It is here. It is. But look, we did something that was historic. We saved tens of millions of lives worldwide. We together, all of us, not me, we. We got a vaccine done, three vaccines done, and tremendous therapeutics like Regeneron and other things that have saved a lot of lives. We got a vaccine done in less than nine months that was supposed to take from five to 12 years. Because of that vaccine... Hold on, that was the wrong clip. (laughs) As Ralph's eating. Uh, That was the wrong clip. It was the one from... Uh, oh my gosh, where he's talking to Bill O'Reilly. So you can you can tell him I'll find it real quick. That is the Bill O'Reilly clip. That was it. You had it. You just didn't let it go on long enough. At the end of it, it oh, zooms out on, and on, Bill O'Reilly. Here it, is. Here it is. Both the president and I are vaxxed. And uh, did you get the booster? Yes. I got it too. Okay, so... Um, oh, don't, 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 no, no. That's all. It's a very tiny group of it. So there it is. I thought you were going to let it go for the full minute. So I'm over here putting food in my mouth on mute so you don't hear me chewing. You cut (laughs) back real quick. (laughs) Caught me stuff in my face. But anyway, moral of the story is, like, it's gotten to the point where people are so politicized about this that the president can't even admit to taking part in the vaccine and the booster that was developed under his administration that helped save a bunch of lives. That people are like, oh no, and they're not booing you him. <laughs> not you too. Oh, they Morons. got you too. <laughs> like, bro, like this is a bipartisan issue. That's the craziest part about oh, breathing. It, is that- breathing is a bipartisan issue. No way. God, dude, dude, dude. People hate Trump or hate Biden so much. Like people hate Biden so much, they're like, "Oh, f these vaccines." And then they, oh. and the, but then Trump touts the vaccine, and they're like, "Oh, f Trump too." <laughs> did you see? Speaking of Joe Biden, speaking of Joseph Biden, did you see him go like super dark today? Mm-mm. I'm gonna read you. No, this. dude, I don't, I don't pay attention to the president anymore. <laughs> I I understand the feeling, but I'm gonna I'm, I want to I want to read you this uh, part of this statement that was put out by um, by the the White House on WhiteHouse.gov. We are intent on not letting Omicron disrupt work and school for the vaccinated. You've done the right thing, and we will get through this. For the unvaccinated. You're looking at a winter of severe illness and death for yourselves, your families, and the hospitals that you might soon overwhelm. Damn. What do you think of that tone? Good Lord. <laughs> oh, my. I mean, it's, it's not funny, but that damn, bro. Like, do you think that's going to be help? Do you think that's going to convince anybody to do no. the right thing? Yeah, neither no. do I. No, no. But, uh, dude, this is 
Okay, now now let's get back on topic because we've gotten all in the weeds. Um, sports. Is this the right thing for sports? Because these leagues have taken a different approach. We, ju- we just talked about what the NFL has done. Yeah. The NBA is just like, bro, you must get your bo- boosters. And, and the problem is, is that they allowed uh, – pl- okay, so here's the dirty little secret. There are more Antonio Browns out there. There are more Antonio Browns out there. And the problem is, is that all of them are not big knuckleheads like Antonio Brown. So what some of these dudes did was they paid somebody to come to their home, like a private doctor, nurse or something, to deliver them the vaccine. They take it out, write the bin number down, all of that stuff, and then throw it in the trash. So there are some players out there who you can't know unless unless they didn't pay somebody like Antonio Brown, who didn't do that, who just got a card and was like, hey, yo, here it is. Um, uh, right. Who, and I'm, I'm not sure how the booster works, but I don't know if you could take the booster without having gotten the vaccine. So some people are in some pretty hairy situations right now. Correct, <laughs> bro. So so this is wild. Right. So I know for sure. For a fact that there are people that have done that in professional sports leagues. Now the question and, but the, but all the information is verifiable. So there's no way to know whether they actually did it or not. No way. And it's just come into a situation to where this has caused major, major issues. So I think that in the leagues, there are some of those people that have caused outbreaks on their teams. And I do believe that the vaccinated players have been because they can go live their normal life, that they've been just running around acting like acting like normal and doing their social activities with 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 people who are living about running their normal life, too. So now you, Tristan Thompson, (laughs) Tristan has got the whole NBA infected. Um, So (laughs) so. So that's one. Th- so they're out living their normal life. The vaccinated players, unvaccinated players, do have to live under these protocols. But then they are. St- but then some of them are still skirting them as well because they just got loosey goosey. And now that's created a major problem for the leagues. Now the question, and now the leagues are trying to like tighten back down the reins. The NFL's doing the complete opposite. They're like, we're getting toward the playoffs. We just got to finish. And so now. And, and 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 so I get the idea though that some people use. They're like, yo, these are people who are in a very low percentage of the population to actually have some severe consequences. Nobody has been no, that's not true. There have been uh college and professional athletes that have been hospitalized. There's that's a fact. And are are there a ton of them? Absolutely not. Like we're talking like 10, 12. But however, it's not just them. They go home to their families. They go home to their grandma, grandma, auntie, all of, all of these things. So the idea that just, oh, just let them play. It just doesn't work like that. And now we are in a situation to where I think it's inevitable that we're going to have some sort of disruption to the seasons. Like that, I mean, the, but but the NBA is having so many dudes out that they may all be fine in a couple weeks anyway. 
I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. And recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry. Back to Iguodala. Up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferreira, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the Challenge Gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That So, yeah, but speaking of that, can I ask you oh, kind of a personal question? But, yeah. like, I have not had COVID yet. Me either. And it, it feels it feels a lot like it feels unreal yeah, the fact that I've had not had COVID yet. Yeah, like I, I I mask up, I get weird looks out here in the South where I moved to for for wearing masks in certain situations, but I don't care. I mean, I'm I, I'm ugly. The mask is an improvement anyway. I'm not worried about it. But like the oh, that's I wear nice a mask. to be self that that self deprecating. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, so I. I wash my hands several times a day. Um, I'm vaccinated 
But for the most part, it feels like luck. It yes. really does. However, I'm watching everybody get this variant, this Omicron variant, especially vaccinated people. And I'm watching them go through mild flu-like symptoms. Am I, am I crazy for almost with being the Christmas season with not really having anywhere to be or anything like that? I feel like if I'm going to get it, I, I just want it to be right now. I just want to get it over with. I don't want to get it, bro. B- b- I don't want to get it, but like. Mm-mm. I don't want it, bro. I don't want it anywhere n- near me because, because, and the only reason why is this, is because I am not, I do not want to be an outlier. I do not want to be, I am a bigger guy. I do not want to yeah. be in, I, I don't want to, I, I just don't want the chance. I mean, this is the whole reason why I don't do drugs is because I don't know if I'm Lynn Bias. Like, I don't know if yeah. I'm the guy who takes it and dies that 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 night. So, yeah, I feel you. And I, I mean, I've had family and friends and employees all killed by this thing. And it's so, you know, like, I'm, I'm not I'm trying not to be insensitive. It dominates my thoughts just like it dominates everybody else's thoughts. All day, every day, I spend most of my day trying not to get into conversations with people that should know better um, because they're out here wilding out. But I I just at this point, it's like, yeah, I I hope I get the booster first. I'll be eligible for it in a couple of weeks. But at the same time, like if this if the the vaccine is is helping uh, people beat this variant, I'm almost like, man, if I'm going to get it, I don't know. I, I feel like I'm just waiting around to get COVID, not having had it yet. I feel like I'm just waiting for the other. Dude, if, drop. it feels like you've danced through the raindrops on some level, right? Mm-hmm. That's the way I feel. I feel like I've danced, literally danced through the rip, through the raindrops because we've tested a lot. Like anytime that we've had contact with anybody, my entire family has tested like it, it, in terms of, and then we found out someone else had COVID or that we may have possibly been around our kids are tested every single week with 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 school. No positive test. So so it's so the idea that we may have been asymptomatic and got it all seven of us. That's dude. That's the, and, that's and the we've had so it, many right? tests and we've had so many tests, too. They're tested weekly. Like it's that seems very a very low possibility that that could have happened, in my opinion. I'm with you, but especially the part where, so I haven't been testing and neither has anybody in my family, but all six of us would get it and be asymptomatic. I highly doubt that to be the case. I got sick once in the last two years and it was a, I had a bacterial sinus infection. I thought it might be COVID for a second, but I was just swimming in, (laughs) swimming at night, swimming at nighttime before bed. And it gave me like the worst ear infection as an adult, but like not COVID. That's the only time I've tested. So I don't, I don't know, man. I don't know. It just it feels like I'm just waiting around for the other shoe to drop. And I know everybody's in a position of either fatigue or anxiety. And I feel like I'm 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 right at that point of like, if I'm gonna get it, like just let's get it over with. Yeah. Yep. No, I totally agree. So in three so on New Year's Day, will sports be shut down? I hope not. There's there's like the one thing we haven't heard a lot about is college football. And obviously there's like a bunch of bowl games on that day. And that's the day that everybody likes to say they're going to start off with their new year's resolutions. But really what they're going to do is sit on their ass and watch college football all day. Yep. And, and so my hope is that, that it doesn't, 
it doesn't progress from here, but it seems to be spreading pretty fast. Yeah, I mean, I mean, just the fact of the NFL, the NFL just had, they just moved three games, right? And the moving of the three games caused a huge disruption, an absolute huge disruption. And that caused a major, major issue, right? A major issue because um, you because you had so many teams uh, that were having COVID issues, particularly the the Miami Dolphins. You had the uh, the Cleveland Browns have a ton of issues, and then the Cleveland Browns got a bunch of players back, and then the Raiders turned around and lost players. The the Rams got players back, and then the Seahawks lost players. So now you're creating a competitive disadvantage for the team that was ready to play. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah. So this is an absolute, it's an absolute issue. Um, but it does not feel, it feels, it feels tense, but it doesn't feel like March 20th. It doesn't feel like Rudy Gobert touching everybody's microphones. Tense. It doesn't feel like the world's falling apart. It it feels like we're playing Jenga, and as long as everybody does the right things in the right way, it might not collapse. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um. So the next the next thing up, uh, we have uh, so Tyler Huntley, quarterback for the Baltimore Ravens. This is a man that has shown up and showed out when given his opportunity. And Lamar Jackson got hurt last game, early in the game. He came in, balled out. He came in and balled out again yesterday. And my question to you, and he's the first Ravens player ever to throw for two touchdowns and rush for two touchdowns in the same game. He didn't throw an interception. I mean, like his one mistake was at the end of the game where he missed on the two point conversion, but he gave him a chance. And would you trade Ralph? If you were the Jaguars, the, the Jaguars with Trevor Lawrence, the jets with Zach Wilson, the 49ers with Trey Lance, Mac Jones over at the Patriots or the Chicago bears with Justin Fields. Would you trade any of them or all of them for Tyler Huntley? Uh, if I was just a reactionary NFL fan who had just seen what Tyler Huntley did for the very first time with a depleted roster against a decent defense, I might be tempted. But you and I are Pac-12 fans. I've been watching Tyler Huntley for a really long time. He looks better than great. I've ever seen him, though. That don't look <laughs> like the Utah Tyler Huntley. That's fair. He's on that, he's on that uh, Justin Herbert trajectory. <laughs> Where these ain't even the same guys. <laughs> yeah, that makes you mad at the old coaches. Here's what we know. There's about a Tyler there's Huntley. there's a tweet there. I I got it for after the show. <laughs> All right. Well, here's the thing about Tyler Huntley that we know to be true. He's a good leader. He's great as far as his preparation. He's accurate. He does not make reckless mistakes. All of that is a fantastic recipe for a very good backup in the NFL. 
somebody who's going to be prepared no matter what, somebody that you don't necessarily know what to game plan for or what he's going to look like from time to time. I look at Tyler Huntley the same way that I look at Colt McCoy. Everybody else is, first of all, I, I don't love that that quarterbacks get thrown into the fire in their first year. I think that most of the quarterbacks that we see that are having some type of success either sat for half a season or a full season, and that includes Justin Herbert, Josh Allen, and guys like that. Um, I think that some quarterbacks that maybe had a higher ceiling than Tyler Huntley are going to get ruined by their situations. I'm looking at you, Zach Wilson. Yep. Uh, I would not at this point, I'm not ready to put him above uh, anybody else. Cause I feel like Zach Wilson in spot duty start for the Baltimore Ravens also has a game like that in him somewhere. That being said, again, we know Tyler Huntley. We watched him play for a very long time. I am not surprised that he went out and played mistake-free football for an elite right. coaching staff. The thing that surprises me is that he went out there with a with a junk roster, um, said, who's my weapon? It's Mark Andrews. I'm going to rely on him and, and got the job done the way that he did. Now, they didn't win, so how much does it really matter? I don't know. But somebody's got to take a chance on him. Somebody's got to pay him. There's a lot of quarterbacks out there like Matt Schaub who looked so good in backup duty for such a long time that somebody dropped a ton of money on them. Will that be the smart thing to do? I don't I don't know, but I'm happy for him. I, I remember making fun of the entire Utah fan base when they were trying to get him a Heisman, um, and uh, they look a little bit more intelligent today than they did a year ago at this time, two years ago at this time. Yes. Yes, they do. They look like freaking geniuses. And um, yeah, so I would absolutely, I'm going to be a bit more reactionary than, than you Ralph, a bit more reactionary that, and I would absolutely trade Tyler Huntley for all of the quarterbacks, except Trevor Lawrence. I mean, why would I? Why would I not? Uh, Justin Justin Fields needs to be developed, right? Right. Clearly, you have the other quarterbacks. All of them need to be developed. Need to be. I have a dude that's out there playing well, Ralph. He's already playing well, and and the it, it seems like the ceiling is only up from from there. How on earth would like why on earth would I think anything else? You would put Tyler Huntley on the Jets and expect him to play well? Wait, what? You would put Tyler Huntley on the Jets and expect him to play well? Uh better than Zach Wilson, yes. That's gotta be rough for BYU fans to hear because there's already that rivalry. <laughs> I'm just Between saying, bro. Utah and BYU. I don't think Tyler Huntley ever lost to BYU, by the way. Well, that's a fact, bro. Ralph, I can't believe that you would sit up there and think that Tyler Huntley, well, or to or to even fathom that you would not trade a known commodity at this point. He's played better than any one of those dudes has played in any game this season. Any one of them in any game. And he was shorthanded. So the idea, I mean, listen. I don't even, and I know that he's on a, uh, that he's going to be a restricted free agent this year, I believe. But if I'm the Ravens, I haven't given Lamar Jackson a new contract yet. 
I entertain the possibility of trading Lamar Jackson and keeping Tyler Huntley. That because then I don't have to pay a quarterback $50 million. I can keep him on a I, I got a dude who I can get for 15 million. If you give, if you say Tyler Huntley, three years, 15 million each, what what is he gonna say? Uh Yes. <laughs> three, three years, 15 million each. Yes. It's so one three years, game, 45 million. This is the type of, oh, it's one game. It's one game. No, it's, it's not. It's two games. Game. It's two games. No, we're only talking about it because of the game he had yesterday in which they lost. No, the, the other game was good too. It was good too, but we weren't having this conversation after that game. We're because he did it game. twice, Ralph. He did it twice. If you do it once, it's an accident. If you do it twice, you can really do it. I've seen flashes. I've seen players have flashes and I've seen them be rewarded off of those flashes too many times. Brock Osweiler, Matt Schaub, like it. Ralph. No, I'm sorry. This is three games, my friend. Three games. Three games, not two games. (sighs) What more do you what more do you what more do you want? Dude, he's gotten better. Every single game, what? I would his be more, quarterback rating is going up every week. So, so it's like, oh, there, there's this funny thing. The more you play him, the better he gets. It's three freaking games, Ralph. You need to trade this. Listen, Ravens. Here's what you do. You, you take Tyler Huntley. You uh, actually, you let Lamar finish out this season. Let him. Go out, ball out. In the offseason, you trade him for 30 million first round picks. And then you keep Tyler Huntley. Actually, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even lowball him. I give him, I give him a nice Teddy Bridgewater three-year $60 million deal. That way, then he can go ball out. And then I'll give you your 50 million after that. Dude, the Ravens have an out right here, bro. This is the answer. That doesn't mean that Lamar Jackson sucks, because I love Lamar Jackson. But do you know what people would do for Lamar Jackson? I I would I would trade for him. Right now, exactly, exactly. So the Ravens have an opportunity, Ralph. This is their shot. This is insane. No, it's not. This is this is genius. Save your picks. Save your three years, fifteen million. I'm sorry. Give him three years, twenty million dollars. The way he feels good about himself. So I'm sorry, three years, $60 million, 20, 20 each. And you give him some incentives along the way. And then you oh can pocket gosh. that. And then you're going to get all these draft picks. You're going to reload your roster. You can get your defense, which is uh, below average right now, back up to the Ravens standard. Bro, this is genius. Are you kidding me? I say save your money, save your assets, and throw $3 million a year at Greg Roman to be your offensive coordinator. Both quarterbacks are playing well. There's a common thread here. Don't mortgage your future for Lamar Jackson or Tyler Huntley off of a couple of positive results. What are you talking about? You still need the person to run it. It doesn't matter who there Greg- are good. There are good quarterbacks in the NFL. You're talking about trading out for Zach Wilson or trading out. Yes. I'm trading Zach Wilson, Trevor Lawrence, 
uh, Mac Jones, Justin Fields, Trey Lance, all of them. All of them for Tyler Huntley. He's done it three times. He's gotten better in three straight games. We're not talking about Taysom Hill. He's completed over 70% of his passes, Ralph. Right. He didn't throw a touchdown against the Bears in Chicago. That was his first game. He has three touchdown passes, George. Three. Three. Has he not gotten better every single game? He looks good. He's still okay. Has has Mac Jones, I'm sorry, has Zach Wilson looked good at any point? There have been a couple of of instances in which he has in, I'm talking about for an entire game. No. No, okay. but How, hold, you're, on, you're hold on, Tyler hold on, hold on. Has, has has Mac Jones looked fantastic this this year or has he looked like a guy who's if you traded Trevor Lawrence out for him, you probably get better results? Mac Jones has looked good at times, man. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know the direction that you're going with this. I'm uncomfortable with it. Tyler Huntley protects the football and makes good decisions. He's doing. He's and he's mobile. He can run. run right he can do all the requisite things you want out of a quarterback. He completed deep passes. Everything. Ralph, let Lamar Jackson go. I am Dude, on this train. Five. I have fully bought in while we're talking about it. I've, I, you know, you know, when you, I just had like a Kanye epiphanous experience of pure religiosity right here, dude, where I got it. I got it right here while we were talking and now I'm fully bought in. You are, this is season where you were talking season one of lost right now, George, like you are fully bought in on a, a small window example of a really good thing, but you're asking people to be invested for the long haul when it might turn out to be a giant disappointment. I say, just give him a little bit more of a chance to show that this is what he can be, but he hasn't even had a 300 yard passing game yet. Yes. He's completing over 70% of his passes in three straight games. But when I tell you that two is doing the exact same thing, but at 80%, you're not impressed. It's the unknown. You're fascinated with the unknown. It's no longer unknown, Ralph. Okay. Did he win yesterday? No. Did he throw for even 225 yards yesterday? No. We got to calm down, man. Wait, wait, wait. Wasn't he also playing shorthanded against a good defense? Yes. Okay. So yes. what, 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 all right, cool. So, so if next game he goes out over 70%, 300 yards passing, two touchdowns, no, no picks, will you buy it then? Yeah, we'll know more. And you'll get credit for being an early investor in Tyler Huntley at saying that you would give up, you would already be paying him 20 million a year, which is wild. Yeah, bro, bro, you, 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 you pay people. I'm not I'm not baseball. I'm not paying you for what you did two years ago because I owe you uh, the sports version of reparations. No, (laughs) I pay you for for what you are going to do for me going forward. Okay, but it just it really just feels like if we're looking at a small window, you look at what Tyler Huntley did yesterday and you look at what Tom Brady did yesterday and you say who's the better quarterback? Oh, I feel like that's bro. the territory history, we're in right History now. matters. But the, but but the and, There is no 
the only history the, we have of Tyler Huntley is him scoring. No, no, I'm just, I'm just saying we're we're not getting ready to discount Tom Brady for the game yesterday when he when he lost Mike Edwins, Godwin, and uh, Fournette, and then Jones I think went out too. Bro, they 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 had to play with all three tight ends at wide receiver. Bro, there there's what the hell do you want the dude to do? I am just saying that you can't make this grand judgment on yes, such I a can. small window. Yes, I can. <laughs> All right. All right. I'm not, it's it's come back to bite you before. You when you were the person oh <laughs> last week. Last week when with when one with one quarter left, you said that you would build a team around Herbert instead of Mahomes, and you spoke just a little too soon. No, that is Patrick that is Mahomes. No, Patrick what, Mahomes came out and went 10 for 13 and threw three touchdowns no, in the last what I, 10 minutes what of the I, game. What I said is I would take 2021 uh, Justin Herbert over 2021 Patrick Mahomes. He's been and better saying, in 2021. And I'm saying that you were just a little too early. Here's what I think. No, I, think, I wasn't. I still stand by that. What are you talking about? <laughs> I, there's no wavering there. That, that, and that doesn't mean that Patrick Mahomes is not a top-tier quarterback. Because if you ask me overall, do I want Patrick Mahomes or Justin Herbert? I want Patrick Mahomes. I'm talking about just in 2021, Justin Herbert has been better. All I'm saying is if I am uh, out meeting with angel investors because I have a product that had one good week of sales, you're the guy that I want to see. You're the shark I want to see. You're the money I want to get. Because that seems to be all you need to invest. No, no, no. That's all. That that's not all I need. But but when but I know when I'm looking at something in sports, I know when I am. And this and you're ready a, to give Tyler Huntley twenty million dollars a year and dump Lamar Jackson. Yep. If you're the Baltimore Ravens. Yep. Holy cow. Oh. And it's not because Lamar Jackson is not one of the best quarterbacks in the league. It just means that his value is so high. My my defense is so bad. I mean, but and, why and, would you hold on? Hold on why hold would on. you? Why would you already eat into the cap by giving Tyler Huntley money that he's not even going to be eligible for for several years? Because I don't want. Because I want him to be happy. So like, so maybe I'll only give him 15 million, but I want him to be happy. And, and here's the truth, bro. Lamar Jackson has thrown for 2,882 yards this year, 16 touchdowns, 13 picks. Like, let's not act like he's been freaking fan fantastic this year. He's been J.R. Smith. He shot them into the game and then shot them out and then shot them back in to win. I just I'm 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 floored right now that we're talking about a quarterback who was born a year and a half before Tom Brady got drafted, getting 20 million a year off of two good games, three and one non-disastrous three. game, three. His game against the Bears was OK. Yeah, he didn't, he didn't even he throw knew. a touchdown. He came into the game late, bro. The, the, okay. the dude, he's gotten better every single week. It, it would be different if they're, bro. This is <laughs> this is this, so early, bro. This is it, so early. This you, is like the first time, the first time that you, the first time that your kid picks up a ball and like throws it, but they don't even really know how their arm works. But it goes like fifteen feet, and so you're like, 
start preparing them for the major league draft 18 years from that bro like, i i, I knew so bro, early bro, bro i can see these things i'm i'm richard williams i am richard williams <laughs> I hey see. i don't want i don't want you to be wrong i'm just saying it's so early yes i'm hannah storm and my podcast nba dna with hannah storm digs deep into the history of professional basketball along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the nba today we talked to all sorts of people i interacted with from dr j to charles barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray, rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the Challenge Gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, all right. How 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 early were were uh, you back? You know. 13 years ago when you had listened to the Winklevoss twins instead of keeping your, instead of buying Bitcoin. Really? Okay. All right. That hurts. No, I'm, (laughs) I'm definitely bad at this. I'm just saying you might be too. (laughs) 
As someone, so we're talking about expertise as someone who is not so great at projecting things. Let me just slow you down there, buckaroo. Hey, hey, do you know what is funny about, dude? So I'm just telling you, bro, I can see it when it, I know when it's there. I know what I'm saying, dude. All right. Hey, I'm rooting for you. I'm just not going to invest at this time. Okay. All right, bro. You are you are you are going to be paying fifty thousand dollars a coin. That's what that's what you're gonna be, be be paying when you when you could have been paying eight cents a coin. Okay. This hurts. This is too close to real life. Oh, speaking speaking of oh, that's that's so funny because Ralph is the person who likes to come and find all my old tweets when like uh, Bo Nix just came to Oregon. He's transferring to Oregon, and then Ralph. I didn't even know what was happening. I was doing my show on Fox Sports <laughs> Radio, and then here comes Ralph tweeting me, and I check my messages, and he's dug up all my Bo Nix tweets from what three four years ago. Three years, two and a half years ago. But to be fair, those Bo Nix tweets were were pretty notable at the time because they <laughs> you like somehow the University of Florida took a stray when you were tweeting about Bo Nix <laughs> and you managed to anger uh, an entire school's alumni base and current student base. And so it was who's, just really who's, memorable. Who's, who's winning the matchup of me versus Florida right now? Uh, I would say that it's I would say that it's you, which yes. is that you when when it is you, you tend to get a lot fewer tweets from them. But also the most frustrated I've ever seen you was Bo Nix on the final drive of the season. Oh, opener my God. Against he was Oregon. fucking terrible until <laughs> <laughs> and he was going against a friend. Just knock the ball down. Vernon McKinley, Verone McKinley. That, but but had that been Verone uh, McKinley this year, he would have ended up with an interception. NCAA leader this year. Um, all right. Tom Brady had zero touchdown passes last night. That was hard to watch, bro. That was that game was that 9-0 game. That's the first time in my life I've ever felt bad for Tom Brady. Do you ever feel like do you ever feel like once or twice a year, though, there's an NFC South matchup that just doesn't compute? Yes. Like, it's just it. Th- there's always a couple of just like out completely out of this. And it's usually like Atlanta. Atlanta will drop like 60 on somebody after not scoring for three weeks in a row. The, the intra-divisional matchups are always pretty unique. I hate the NFC West because it feels like that's where everybody always gets injured. But the NFC South, it feels like six of your games go to plan every year. And then two of them are just completely wacky and Tampa Bay, not scoring at all coupled with the stinker that the Arizona Cardinals put together in Detroit was like, Oh, are all of the teams that we thought were going to contend for Super Bowl Are they actually pretenders? And it was, it was tough to swallow like zero points for Tampa Bay is wild. Zero yes. points for a Bruce Arians coach team is wild. Zero points for a Tom Brady quarterback team just doesn't, it just doesn't make, sense and for New Orleans to not score a touchdown and win uh, with Taysom Hill at quarterback, which keeps them alive and in the conversation of of being a contender is just so bizarre. Um, I do love watching the New Orleans Saints defense play. I think they're out there to have a good time. 
I think that they're done waiting for this offense to put together a season that's going to take them to a Super Bowl. Um, they they've been they've been uh, preseason darlings like four of the last five years, and this is the first year where nobody thought that they were going to accomplish anything. And the defense is just going out and doing their thing, and that's a lot of fun. I just didn't expect them to do what they did yesterday. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it. Dude, this to me was obviously a non-factor. I mean, like a like a non-event as it relates to Tom Brady's legacy because he hadn't been shut out since who was it? Since him and Bill Belichick almost early on in their career, I forgot. Oh, Saban! They they got Saban shut out got by him. Nick Saban. They got yeah. shut out by Nick Saban, who people act like his career in the NFL was just an abject failure, and it wasn't. Um, no, nah, it was it was all Hexen right. Went just, nine and seven. Cut out for it. One, yeah, yeah. So your boy, your boy Joey Harrington was on that team, right? Yep. So so let's take a look at some of the scalps that the New Orleans Saints have collected this year, because it starts to make you wonder: Could they pull this off without a functioning quarterback? No, no, no. It, it makes me think. Imagine how good this team would be with Jameis Winston. Because when when Jameis Winston went out, this team was what five and two. They were five and two when 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 he went out, and then they dropped five straight games. So, but they they so they blew out the Packers by five touchdowns. Yep, they had a two score win over the Patriots in New England. Yep. And they've beat the Buccaneers twice, including shutting them out. Yes. Bro, imagine imagine if Jameis Winston were under center and he was getting better. But they've also lost to the Falcons. He's he's also yeah, but that that was with Tate. I mean, no, that was with Simeon who came in. Dude, this team is a zero with Taysom Hill at quarterback. He's he's like He's a okay, okay. If Tim, no, 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 a, a zero. That's way too aggressive. Okay, t- if Tim Tebow's a zero at quarterback, right? Taysom yeah. and and Tom Brady is a one hundred at quarterback. Okay, then Taysom Hill's a twenty five. Okay, I don't I have a twenty. I, yeah, I, the whole because, Taysom because Hill. Tom Brady is five times better. So yes, so he's a twenty. The whole Taysom Hill thing. It seems to get a lot of people worked up. I don't fully understand it. I'm not really invested in it. Not not necessarily a, a Saints fan, but being an NBA fan, like when when people always bring up Taysom Hill's salary, I'm like, well, bad players make a lot of money all the time. I watch the NBA. Like, Dude, there's what nothing you, more frustrating than than Tyler than uh, than Taysom Hill's contract, bro. That it just bugs me to no end, and I'm a, and I'm a don't count anybody else's money. I just can't understand what they see in this dude, like acting like this dude is some like Michael, like the white Michael Vick. No, he's not. Somebody out there, somebody out there that matters within the Saints organization feels about Taysom Hill the way you feel about Tyler Huntley. That's what's going on here, dude. Okay, so if Taysom Hill's a twenty. Tyler Huntley's a forty-six right now. <laughs> I don't. I. I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't believe in this Saints team. I never believed that they were going to be contenders. But I do know that if you draw them in the playoffs this year, you're probably going to be upset about it. Yes, because it's, and imagine it, if you, they had Jameis. 
well, it almost makes you wonder because you get these Cardinals fans that are clamoring for Larry Fitzgerald to come back, which is never going to happen. For what? It almost right. It what almost is it makes help you wonder with? what what is he going to help do? Morale. I don't know, but it the 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 thing that like makes me wonder would Drew Brees for a late playoff run ha- lace back up one more time? No, 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 no. They're not good. They don't have a chance to go to Super Bowl with, with Taysom Hill. They have a chance to ruin somebody's Super Bowl run. <sighs> Bro, I, I can't do, I, I can't, I, I will not entertain anything that talks about Taysom Hill playoffs, Super Bowl, anything like that. I can't. So like, the Sa- the Saints have gone eight quarters without giving up a touchdown. Wonderful. And they and that their their defense now that they're finally healthy is an absolute force. So yeah. So about is is there like what are what would you put the odds at that they could actually like win two playoff games? They're not going to the Super Bowl. They're not going to win a Super Bowl. Zero. Okay. But but they could mess you over in the first round matchup. They really could. Oh, I wouldn't yeah. want to see them. Yes, bro. They can absolutely screw you over. All right. Um, the, the next thing up is um, your Cardinals lost, Ralph. Your Cardinals <laughs> lost, and they were the they were the lone team left without a bad loss. The lone team left, and then they went and took a all right. All right, everybody else has a bad loss. We will one up you. Like like the only only the Bills have a worse loss than the Cardinals. Because the Bills lost 9 to 6 to Jacksonville. My other this, my other team. <laughs> yes. This 30 to 12 loss to the Lions is bro. Jared Jared Goff three touchdowns. You ready for a wild Jared Goff stat? This is his eighth straight win over the Cardinals. No, I'm just just saying he is like, I will continuously ring the bell. How much better are the Rams with Matthew Stafford than Jared Goff? I mean, you could just look at their records. They went 10 and six last year. They're going to win 12 games this year. Probably, but if they don't go to the play, if they don't go to, if they don't win at least two playoff games, are they better? They traded away a first round pick to to win one more playoff game. Really? They traded. Uh, they got Von Von Miller, rented him for the for the year for one playoff game. Don't make sense to me. I'm just I'm just saying that the results are going to determine, and that is a bell I'm going to ring, 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 ring. I'm gonna ring the shit out that bell, bro. <laughs> Look, the Cardinals are a weird team because they had not lost on the road up to this point. They got blown out by a one-win Lions team, a Lions team that, like, let's be honest, played really hard in a lot of losses this year, but just couldn't get over the hump. It was pretty wild to watch um, the Cardinals defensive backfield get torn up by Josh Reynolds and Amon Ross St. Brown. That was not 
a ton of fun. And then offensively didn't do anything. Play calling was weird. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins is out for the regular season at least. So, you know, that's not super helpful, but they should have enough weapons to where, um, you know, that, that they, they actually do some damage last week. The Cardinals lost because Aaron Donald beat them by himself. And so you're, you're having some offensive line issues, which you're supposed to be able to cancel out with Kyler Murray's mobility, but he's starting to do some, some like Madden scrambles where you just keep dropping back and dropping yes. back. No, dropping those back. are, those are tech mobiles tech because, mobiles. Okay. because, because you can't do it in Madden anymore, but you can't, but, but tech, tech mobile used to be able to drop back 50 yards and then throw it 88. <laughs> so yeah. And, and he does it and he completes them. He's a, he's, he's an incredible athlete, but you're starting to see his demeanor slip. Uh, that things fell apart for the Cardinals last you year. Said he looked pouty. He is pouty. He's pouty. Like I have so many Cardinals fans in my mentions right now that either agree or they either agree that he's pouty because he is. And there is nothing wrong with being pouty. As long as you have the results there, like some of the poutiest athletes on earth, are also some of the most successful athletes on earth. They just get the benefit of the doubt because of all the winning that they did last night, Tom Brady chucked his like Microsoft surface tablet and broke it. We, Tim Duncan is one of the poutiest dudes I've ever seen in my entire life. But he had five rings. He had a whole handful of rings. You can get away with it. You, if you're Kyler Murray or Luka Doncic, or you're, you're still trying to make your way, the poutiness ends up being a distraction and it's your job to be the leader. And it's your job to set the temperature to be the thermostat, not a thermometer and to actually drive your team with a positive morale. And Kyler Murray has no idea what losing is like. He's still brand new to it. It was one of the problems for Cam Newton as well. I don't feel like I'm a bad person by pointing out the fact that Kyler Murray whines, but I have a ton of people in my mentions who have like Kyler Murray's face as their avatar who have made him their entire personality, which is cool, I guess. But at the same time, like they're saying, well, show me a bad loser and I'll show you a loser. Or show me a good loser. I was about to say, show me a bad loser. Show me a loser. I was like, I don't understand. Well, a bad loser is a loser too, George. The result, like if you a loser is a loser. No, I don't. If you lose, you're a loser. Tom Brady was a bad loser last night. He threw a, he broke a tablet, and he has, and he's going to get the benefit of the doubt on that because he has a tremendous amount of success. Yes, but he's a terrible. Tom Brady is a terrible loser. Terrible loser. You, if you show me a good loser, I'll show you a loser. You, if you show me a bad loser. I can either show you a, a, a winner or I can show you a loser. Like it's both. No, it, they still lost. They still lost. That, nope. The thing about nope. that phrase that's so stupid is that in both circumstances, the game is over and they lost. Yeah, but a so good you can loser have somebody is, who, yeah, it means you're, you, you've grown way too accustomed to losing. All right. Or uh, it means that you kept your eye on the prize. It means that no. you, you. No. Bro, bro, even and, and and by and by bad loser, I mean like somebody who's not happy, in a bad mood, frustrated, ready to go back to work. Like, so I don't consider that a bad loser. Like if you if you throw your helmet or something, that's not being a bad bad loser. Listen, it's a bad no, look. No, but no, but if you if 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 you are 
taking your frustration out on teammates and, and driving the overall temperature of the team and the chemistry down by not staying focused on what comes next, the next rep. That's the whole thing about being a quarterback is being able to snap out of it and go to the next thing. If you have Kyler Murray upset at several receivers on the team or offensive coordinator or Cliff Kingsbury, who it's one and the same, but if you have him frustrated at all of these different people and going into plays already frustrated and playing frustrated, not trusting his offensive line, going outside of the playbook and doing stuff like that, then it can creep into everything that you do. Sometimes the team needs to see that you have the resolve, that you believe that no matter the circumstance, that you can come back and change things and be different. You don't have to be a rah-rah guy. You don't have to be dick for meal in order to be successful. But at some point, if things continue to fall apart and the common denominator is your moodiness, that's going to be something that people look at. Yeah. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferreira, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the Challenge Gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. 
Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah. It happened to Cam Newton. It happened to Cam Newton. Yes, 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 yes. I get it. I get it. And uh, and people complain about Aaron Rodgers and people complain about Tom Brady, but Tom Brady. No, gets they more don't the complain about doubt. Tom Brady. He gets he gets the benefit of the doubt for doing the same stuff other dudes do. So anyway. Okay. Well, if I Twitter search Tom Brady whiny bitch, I guarantee you I will have a thousand examples from just last night alone. Because he was a whiny bitch last night. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That's uh, what I'm saying. All right. Um, this is something that hit home with you, Ralph. TikTok threats. Can you explain to people what's going on with that? Okay, so uh, TikTok, which I'm too old for, apparently. Like I know I'm a lot of people are ready to get on tic- TikTok and be like, TikTok. A lot of people have had a lot of success with TikTok. I've been hearing Gary Vaynerchuk build it up for like four straight years saying that you need to get on it. The organic reach is fantastic. And then every time I get on TikTok, I'm uncomfortable with the <laughs> with the content that that seems to be pushed to the forefront by the algorithm. And it definitely makes me uncomfortable to have kids younger than a certain age. It makes me uncomfortable to have kids on Twitter, right? Like Instagram, eh, but like TikTok, Twitter, th- these are that we're we're talking like rated rated R, <laughs> right? Yeah. We're talking about things that you need to be an active parent in controlling the type of content that your kids consume. TikTok is a lot like Vine in that it the gratification, the dopamine hit, everything's so immediate. You're watching very talented con- content creators in some cases. Um make these really funny things and you can consume a lot of content in a short amount of time. And it goes to that whole thing where like young people's attention span seems to either be 10 seconds or four hours. Yeah. Right. Like they can sit down for a four hour Marvel movie or they can scroll through 80, 10 second TikTok videos in a row. But the whole thing about TikTok is the, uh, there will be a hashtag that everybody can follow and make their own version of a thing. And it reminds me of like old, the music industry where like eight people would cover the same song and yeah. then whatever the market said was the best version of that song is like, so like we think that at last is an Etta James song because that's the one we all liked the most. And that's yeah. what gets passed down. That's how TikTok works. Everybody does the same challenges. Whoever does it best or has the best reach or the best spin on it gets the most attention, which allows for these challenges to get created. Um, and one of them is like vandalize your school's bathroom. So what you're seeing soap dispensers, paper towel dispensers, toilet seat lids, things like that get Bruh, taken from like, school really? bathrooms. Are they serious? Yeah. And so I had heard about it a couple of days before it actually ended up hitting my kid's middle school. So those soap dispensers, toilet seat lids, trash cans, uh, paper towel dispensers, a faucet in one case goes missing. And then the school has to institute these rules of like, now we all have to go to the bathroom at specific times. Everybody has to go together as a class. You have to like log whether or not they're they ruining it for everybody all for a laugh on TikTok. Unfortunately, okay. it seems to have taken like a weirder, darker turn of like bring a bullet to school and leave it in the bathroom and see what happens or start a fight like fight club. Like uh, your, your mission is to start and lose a fight. Right. Like we're seeing some of these type of things come out of TikTok and kids without a developed frontal lobe 
uh, and a desire for attention and dopamine are are getting into some of this stuff. And I'm not here to say like kids are dumb, TikTok's bad. I'm just saying that like as somebody who was that age and was susceptible to doing dumb stuff for attention, I get it. And it seems to be like the perfect recipe to talking people into doing dumb stuff. And when you combine it with our current climate of the fact that like kids are just anxiety filled, taking the, taking the, the anxiety and the anger of their homes and they're bringing it to school. Things are getting more violent. I live in the Charlotte Mecklenburg school district. 22 guns have been found since September. 22 guns have been discovered or confiscated on campus since September. A teacher at my kid's school got knocked out the other day trying to break up a fight. Like we're getting calls daily from the superintendent saying the temperature is the hottest it's ever been. We're seeing more violence, more outbursts than ever before. And now you have stuff like this TikTok thing. I know a bunch of parents who kept their kids uh, home from school on Friday, December 17th. 17th, kept yeah. Their, yeah. Kept their kids home from school because they believed, I don't know whether it was true or not, that there was this TikTok thing that was like, this is the day to go do something violent at school. So, yeah, this is absolutely scary. So I, I, I would say this is more of a PSA to parents. Watch your kids, know what's going on, get involved. And and for me, just stampeding them, that 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 does not work. Tell me what's going on. No, like you, you have to be be able to have those conversations, dialogues, talk about the hard things with a straight face and not be and not condemn them for those things. Otherwise, it's going to make it hard for you to talk to them. And yeah, so I'm not teaching you how to parent, but I mean. I never thought that process. I never thought that I would be the parent that had a technological disconnect with their kids because we were part of the first generation that actually made technology daily use, right? We were part yep. of the first generation yeah. that actually integrated social media into our social lives. I was one of the first, I had the dot ED. I was one of the first people on Facebook. I had my MySpace all tricked out. I've been on Twitter since 2008. Haven't been kicked off yet. Right. Like, <laughs> I, I had my eight minutes on Snapchat that I was kind of uncomfortable with and, and, and let go. I was in divine, all that stuff. But here we are. My son is 13. He has his first phone and I already feel it. I already feel yep. like he has the internet on his phone, which means he's, it's like having access to a mansion with unlimited rooms and every single door in the mansion leads to something going on in that room. And there's no locks. There's no locks. They have access to the entire world right at the tip of their fingers. And the pace at which he moves and technology moves is outpacing me. And I never thought I'd be that person. I never thought I'd be that person, but I am. And so it's, it's one thing to talk to your kids, but it's really, really hard to keep up with what it is that they're doing and, and they're into. So you have to be interested in these dumb shit stories they tell about the stuff that they're looking at online that doesn't oh, make any sense to you. You yes. can't cut them off. You can't yell at them for looking at it. You have to be curious. You have to be curious with your kids on stuff that you have no interest in whatsoever. And I, I don't know any other way to, to address it other than to just bring curiosity into your relationship with your kids without leading with condemnation and fear. Right. Because I'm afraid of a lot of the stuff that my kids have access to. I really? No, and, and you and you should be. But but the but I guess it is trying to find a way to not be afraid of it and to just understand and be there for them through it. It's it's a tough sell, bro. It is. An I'm just trying not to have another sell. like I'm, I'm, tr- I'm trying not to have anybody be in physical danger. And at the same time, I'm trying not to raise a Jackson Mahomes. 
<laughs> so you have a problem with Jackson Mahomes? I don't understand. I do. All right. Well, I do. We, we we will talk about that on the next show because he's a hot topic. All right, you guys. I'm George Reister. He's Ralph Amson. Peace out. Catch you later. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.